South Africa might be jumping on the bandwidth in terms of social networking. However, an online war rages on. If you were to look at a group of 10 recent likes on a news post, chances are that one of those users is fake. Facebook reportedly has around 170 million fake users and possibly many more that they aren't quite aware of yet. These fake profiles pose many risks, but one of these risks seemingly stands out. It was essentially one central character, in this case it was a female. Respected plastic surgeon Dr. Rudwan Mir recently fell victim to cyber-stalking. He describes his ordeal as bizarre. A whole lot of fake profiles around that that had recently been created, each one feeding in and offering very sympathetic or supportive comments. And then they then befriended lots of other people, including myself, and inboxed us with messages about how they would like to meet us and how they would like to support us in the work we do and so that you can buy into the purported activities and see them as legitimate. Dr. Mia, who performed the first cloned skin grafting procedure in Africa on three-year-old Isabella Pippi Kruger, has been awarded the National Order of the Baobab in Silver for his work in the field of medicine giving hope to victims of burn injuries. His high profile puts him at risk. Dr. Mia says this syndicate is targeting professionals within his circle of colleagues. What we found is that they targeted a, a group of professionals, a group of nurses and doctors, and used each of us to legitimize their existence and sort credibility by claiming to know each of us to the others and claim to even have met us, even though that wasn't the case, and claim to have, have common experiences or met in businesses or even worked together in some instances just to bring some legitimacy and credibility to the to, to their profiles. The internet is a borderless, free-for-all world. Commenting on Dr. Mir's encounter on Facebook, social media expert Nazreen Ibrahim notes that there is a flaw in the system which allows fake profiles to be created. It's not regulated by uh, traditional borders where a government has control over what goes on within their space. It's not like airspace or crossing the border into Zimbabwe or something. You can do anything you'd like. And I mean, the, the policies or terms of use for all the social networks clearly have rules about uh, setting up fake profiles. And you are allowed to. So how are fake profiles created? Well, on a large scale, the software that creates fake profiles can be bought from anywhere between 600 to 2,400 Rand. And once you own the software, creating profiles is relatively easy. In order to simulate many different users simultaneously, spammers need to use private proxies, which are fresh IP addresses that have not been released yet. To put it simply, if you own 10,000 proxies, you essentially own 10,000 internet identities that can be used to create accounts through software. But there are ways of stamping out these users, as Dr. Mia explains. So how we found out eventually, the pictures were not necessarily correlating with areas or places where they said they were. So there were pictures of New York in the background, for example, or even uh, places as far away as Russia, and then purporting to be happening in Pretoria or Cape Town, and, uh, and they just didn't make sense. So eventually, I found out from feeding pictures back to Google Images that a lot of the pictures, in fact, all of the pictures on the central character's profile were stolen from a Ukrainian blogging site. But Ibrahim points to other solutions. The Internet offers up applications and websites which, for a small fee, show you exactly how many fake profiles you have on your social networks. One of these sites is statuspeople.com that created the Fakers application. This was the first social media tool in the world that tells you how many spam followers you have. But Ibrahim says there is a deeper underlying issue. You'll be surprised at how many prominent brands have gone through that statuspeople.com sort of checker 
and their total complement of Twitter followers are fake. And this brings into question then, are agencies falsely boosting their clients' social followings to show a value or measure of success? While it, you can't be prosecuted for doing that, it is a form of fraud. If you bind followers for your clients, what kind of value are you adding to them? And do they even make up the actual demographic of who they're targeting? While it's very difficult for social networks like Facebook, Twitter and YouTube to stop these programs, according to Brian, it's not that difficult to practice responsible social networking. The key criteria to watch out for so that you can protect yourself and just not accepting somebody who you, you've checked their profile as thoroughly, do a Google search in them, do a Google image search in them, put them through different tools online that will allow you to check the validity of that account, for example, checking a specific profile. With social networks increasingly gaining popularity in the country, certain aspects such as the geolocation service, which allows people to find out your current location, are making it easier for cyber stalkers to gain critical information about you, your friends, and your family. Sharing too much information online, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, could lead to bigger problems offline. For Newsbreak, I'm Aaron Singh in Durban.